Welcome to episode one with Ross. Um, to get started, tell us a little bit about who you are and where you're from. My name is Rosh Oak. Uh, I am from Pennsylvania, the United States. I wrestle as the Mastodon or Uncle Masty uh, more recently. Um, I've been in or around wrestling for a little bit over 20 years. Um, I barbecue meat and ride motorcycles. I mean, that's it's not too much to me. You know, I'm a good old fashioned American country boy. I just want to say a massive thank you for joining me on this journey. Um, you're one of the first people to pop up in the inbox and say, hey, I'm ready and want to help you with this. I want to say a massive thank you for that. Absolutely. I think what you're doing is very important, Sky. I think what you've set out to do and the conversations you've started, even on Twitter and social media, uh, have been very beneficial to uh, just opening conversations and opening the doors to getting people to talk and recognize about what your mission is, uh, which of course is body dysmorphia and, and the like. So I'm glad and I'm, and I'm very honored that you would choose me to be a part of this journey with you and I'm more than happy to help in whatever way that I can. So I suppose I will do a little bit of an introduction because um, at the moment this is the first episode so I'll talk about a little bit about my motivations behind why I wanted to in this, in case you don't know me, or in case you're watching this for the first time. Um, a little bit about me. I'm Sky, I'm 20 years old. Um, I have been suffering with an eating disorder now for about two years, probably longer, uh, undiagnosed, but coming up to a full year of being diagnosed and a full year of recovery. But in the process of getting to a full year of recovery, I decided that I wanted to do something to help others in the process, which has always been my way on social media. I've always been trying to help people um, with eating disorders, body dysmorphia, because mine is kind of linked and I'm not sure others are, but you will find out more about that in these episodes that are upcoming. Um, but yeah, so my main focus and priority is to let people know that they're not alone and to let people know that there is help out there and to basically just help people understand that they aren't alone in such, in what can feel like such a lonely place. Um, I felt alone a lot of times and my support network has eventually got to the size where it's a really big size and I want you to know that you can get that too. Sometimes you just need to try and reach out. It's very difficult, um, but I will talk more about my story on a different episode entirely because I don't want to spend too much time talking about me at the moment. But yeah, that's a little bit about me and why I'm starting this. Um, I will just throw in the fact that I've been wrestling training for about a year and a half-ish, I want to say. Um, so, yeah. But again, we'll go into more details about that at a later date. So, we'll jump right in. Um, what has your experience been with either eating disorder or body dysmorphia as a whole? 
from a young age, I'm talking like four or five years old, I was always the biggest kid around. Um, and I wasn't always the most athletic or the smartest. And I come from a really small town, a lot of church meals, a lot of a lot of good old home country cooking. And uh, I never stopped being the biggest kid. And when I was growing up, you know, in the 80s and the early 90s, um, there was always like PSA episodes about TV shows where they would point out kids with weight issues and how, um, you know, just kind of make you feel like you're like this big, you know. And I just remember that being a constant, constant thing of, of being reminded of my size to the point where that's that's what be it's what my identity turned into for the longest time was I saw myself based only on my size. And, and that's kind of where it started for me. And it's been, you know, I'm, I'm 40 years old now and it's something I still struggle with. I, I still, you know, I'm, I've lost 200 pounds in the last couple of years and I still see myself as the fat kid. And, it hurts. It's hard, you know, and then you start seeing things that aren't even there, um, not just on your body, but on, the, you know, the way people talk to you and what they say. You know, you start to hear things that they don't even they're not even saying, but you're hearing them because you're so into where like me. I was so into where I was and what I am that sometimes I, my perception then gets skewed. And then. You let that go for, you know, 20, 30, 40 years. And, and what kind of life is that? And that's kind of where I'm at right now is is this is something that I'm just trying to work my way through. Um, hopefully not not too late, you know. So that's kind of been what my journey started as and, and kind of where it is. But like it's it's a long journey. It's a 40 year long journey with with a lot of low points, a lot of really low points. Um and that's why when I saw you put your call out for help, you know, to me, this is very important because feeling alone, you brought this up, you know, when you were, you were briefly going over what you what your vision is. Being alone is the hardest part of all this, because when you see your body in a certain way that only you see it and it's not a good way. You start to think and realize that people don't or you'll you'll think it or, or you'll perceive it that people don't like you because of what you perceive and that's not a place you want to be at because it's not even real and so like i said when you you put your call out i want to help other people not feel alone i want to help other people realize that it's okay to not feel okay and as much as we all want you to feel better it's okay to not feel okay. Those are things I wish that people would have told me when I was 20 years old. So, yeah, that's, that's my rambly. When did you first start to notice that things weren't right? Um, kindergarten, recess. Kids are mean. Um, I graduated in a class of 63 students. It was a, it's a public high school. And we were one of the largest classes to come through, which means that everybody in my small town from kindergarten through 12th grade, we all knew each other very, very well. Kids are mean. I've known since the minute that I was socialized with other children that I was different. And I've never been able to shake that. To this day, I feel like I'm on the outside looking in, 
Um, no matter how much I've proven it to be wrong, I will always feel like I'm on the outside looking in at the rest of the world, getting to, to live and enjoy life. And I don't get to because of what I am. How deep uh, did the feelings go? Obviously, you don't have to go too far into detail if you don't want to. It's completely your. Um, no, I, I get you. Um, pretty, pretty damn deep. Um, pretty dark. Um, there, there have been days where um, I've, I've just been swallowed up. You know, like I can't get anything done because I can't stop thinking about it. I can't do anything about it. Because it's one of those things that just doesn't go away. It's it you know it's it's a long play. It's it's just something I've never been able to mentally get myself through and to and over you know. And then the coping mechanisms become binge eating and that's counterproductive and you know. So it's it's just a struggle that has been dark and deep and and damn it's hard to fight. I will certainly agree with you that. Fighting back is one of the most difficult things I've ever had to go through. Um, but it's also one of the most rewarding things at the same time. Uh, how has wrestling affected those feelings? Has it helped them, made it worse in between? What's it done? Wonderful and awful all at the same time. Um, when I was 14 and, and I was really getting into wrestling to like something that I wanted to do with my life, um, I was seeing guys that were built my size doing these amazing things. And I was like, yo, I could do that. That's something I could do. You know, I'm, I'm six foot two, six foot three. Um, I'm a big guy. It, it wrestling really made me feel like there was a, a circle or a community or a tribe that I could belong to. And then I got involved in it, and, and at first it was that. But then slowly over time, you know, there's just this built-in competitive nature um, where you start examining everybody else, you know. And when you start examining yourself versus everybody else, that's a recipe for failure. But, I mean, take take whatever insecurities you have and just start compounding them because now you're comparing yourself against something you've got no control over. And it's just, so it's brought me up and it's brought me down. And I'm I'm grateful for the way that wrestling is now versus when it was, you know, at the turn of the century when I broke in. Um, now it's a lot more forgiving. People are a lot more uh, empathetic. Um, it's Wrestling is a much better, safer, healthier place. <clears throat> Pardon me. It's, I mean, sure, there's still more work to be done, but it is so much better than it was in the year 2000, 2001, 2002. Um, but yeah, wrestling's taken me up and down and over and under. Um, sometimes I wonder, you know, if, if maybe if I never would have got into wrestling, would I have been obsessed? You know, would I care as much about how jiggly my thighs are? I don't know. I don't know. Hard to say. Uh, for the times that you do struggle, what is it that you found that makes it slightly easier? Have you got any sort of positive coping mechanisms? What for you uh, makes it slightly easier on those tough days? Um, 
not being alone. Remembering that I'm not alone and the ability uh, to openly talk about it. Like I said, wrestling isn't the same as it was 20 years ago. We can talk about these things now um, like intelligent adults, and um, that's helpful. Um, That's the big one. Just remembering I'm not alone. Remembering that when I'm struggling with these comparison issues or, you know, even ageism, you know, I'm 40. It's not a, a, a huge demand for over the hill pro wrestlers you know in this market this is a young person's game and um just remembering that i'm not the only one out there you know like i'm not the only one out there that's struggling with things not that misery loves company but it helps me zero back into my blessings are many and my problems are few um and that's kind of one that's one of the many mantras i go with to try to pull myself out of one of my cyclones of 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 self-destruction i guess <laughs> is, is blessings are many and my problems are few i'm just reminding myself that, that this is this is a trap i've made for myself you know um and if i can remember that if i if i built this trap then i can get out of this trap and that helps me get through even if only temporary so you've mentioned that it can still be quite a struggle for you so how do you manage it in terms of wrestling it can be quite difficult i've I've noticed in training where i've had to sort of step back and take a look at things from a different perspective how do you try and manage it when you're say for example you've got a wrestling match coming up you've got a lot of bookings coming up all kinds of things like that um i try to keep myself preoccupied uh, i find that um if the the more time my mind has to wander the more time my mind has to um doom scroll on on facebook um the more i allow my mind to be unoccupied the more it will occupy itself with tormenting me so i try to stay occupied i try to um, keep busy i run a promotion so I, there's always ample amounts i can be doing there um i hang out with my dog I, I i sit on the porch breathing exercises though breathing exercises box breathing four in hold for four four out hold for four just breathing and remembering that my blessings are many and my problems are few just until I can get myself calmed down enough to continue to exist. Like I said, it's a temporary fix, but that's that's the best that I've been able to come up with. No, I completely understand and respect that. Um, any fix at this point is kind of a good way to make the thoughts and feelings stop for the time being, even if it's just for five or 10 minutes. Um, I've found for me, and maybe you feel the same way, but wrestling is an escape. Maybe just watching it, not necessarily always taking part in it, but when you're watching it, it takes it away for a little bit. So having that there as an escape is a great way of sort of taking your mind away from what it's changing its perspective to be. Absolutely. 
anytime you can get moments of of peace and clarity even if it's a minute or two just to reset that just to reset your brain and your body for just a moment just to reset your emotions and and re-regulate your your system it's it's just those little moments of heaven right there what messages or pieces of advice can you give to someone else maybe not just a wrestler maybe a fan or anybody who is struggling with the same sort of feelings and the same sort of situation that we are in um first and foremost i'll again say you're not alone um and it's okay to not feel okay um if you don't feel good about things it's it's okay to feel that way don't ever feel like feeling that way is wrong some people will try to talk you out of feeling that way it's okay to not be okay Um, you're not alone and nobody else knows what they're doing everybody else is winging it i can't tell you how much that has helped me realizing that nobody else is a professional human being that knows what they're doing so it's okay to not be perfect but you're not alone and you're going to be okay Yeah, that's definitely uh, some advice that I could have done with hearing uh, very early on in my recovery. I was luckily luckily enough uh, able to share my story with a lot of people very early on in the stages of recovery. Um, But that's definitely something that I wish I'd known earlier. So if you're watching this and you're in the same situation or a very similar situation, uh, it's definitely worth noting that you aren't alone and there are many resources um, which I will list some of at the end of this video um, to try and get some help and support especially if you're in the UK I'm more expertise in that area but I will certainly ask around to see what other resources are available for those who are in other countries um, I just want people to know that they aren't alone and this is a huge step in doing making sure that people know that they aren't alone so um i've got one more kind of last thing a more and it sort of on a little bit of a positive note um tell me where people can find you what promotion you run give us a little bit of all of that so that people can find you um, and all of your merch and things like that and I will list that down below in the description box of this video as well. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube at Rosh Dangit, R-O-S-H-D-A-N-G-I-T. I run a promotion out of northeastern Pennsylvania called Smash Master Wrestling. Um, that's W-R-A-S-S-L-I-N. Um, we are regionally based. We are, uh, um, every once in a while, we'll, we'll pull from the Northeast region. Um, we're just friends that like to fight. There's no belts. There's no, there's no craziness like that. We just, we just good old, good old country boys like to fight each other. Come give us a look. Um, you're going to see some of these guys in the future, some of these guys and gals. Um, Smash Master Wrestling, and then on Twitter, it's Smash Master 570. But come give us a look. Come check me out. If 
anybody ever needs to talk, if you ever are struggling, um, I don't care who you are, shoot me a message, shoot me a DM. Um, I'll talk to you. Uh, I'm, I am not a professional, but I'll be more than happy to hear, you know. Um, you're not alone. All right. Um, on, on that note, um, I will list everything I can in the description box and on a further slide in the video. But yeah, I just wanted to say thank you for watching. Um, I understand that this is a difficult topic to talk about and it can be a difficult topic to watch, obviously, if you're struggling. Um, but I just want to say thank you and yeah, um, stay tuned for episode two and three and however many more episodes we've got.